0: So welcome back to The Expert Edge. Uh, Holy camoly. I just had the most amazing interview with one of my really good friends uh, and truly a market leader. Her name is Lisi Kika. Now, this conversation that you're about to experience is truly mind-blowing. Lisi is an absolute weapon when it comes to building businesses, really building and even selling businesses in the personal uh, the personal brand expert space that we are in. So Lisi is the founder of Studio Grow and that's the, it is the world's leading coaching community of boutique fitness studios. So she's really kind of narrowed down in this boutique uh, fitness studio space. Note to self, notice how she's narrowing down what she's doing and becoming very successful. Uh, She is a business coach. She empowers wellness entrepreneurs to build profits, pack wait lists out, and get the results they've always desired from their business. Now, she's been in business for over 19 years, guys. And she's owned and sold multiple businesses. Now, she currently generates you know multiple seven figures a year in her business. Uh, she's incredible. And we get to have a conversation today about how she uses her three-part video series, which is a very similar model, pretty much the same model that I teach inside self from Stage Academy, by the way. Um, she uses her three-part video series to sell her high-ticket offers. So we talk exactly about the process she moves through to do a training and then move into a high-ticket offer, which is amazing. And we talk about just her philosophy of growth. She's a woman who... I, truly respect from a business context in terms of her growth. Like her ability to take on calculated risk is just phenomenal. And so we talk about how she's done that. I think it's going to impact how you think about your growth. And then we also really talk about how she's enabled her business to stand out in a crowded marketplace. And so you guys are going to enjoy this conversation that we have with uh, Lisa Kika. And by the way, I've got a new training. It's actually an on-demand training. It's one of the first on-demand trainings I've done. It's called The Five Secrets to Selling from Webinar and Live Stages. So if you want to learn how to design webinars, like kind of 60-minute, 90-minute webinars or live presentations or even three-part series similar to what Lisi uses for her high-ticket sales, uh, that's exactly what I take you through, five strategies on how I, I do it and how I teach my students to do it. So if you guys want to check that out, it's an on-demand training. You can get access to it right away. It's going to be up for a limited time at the moment, but I wanted to do something a little bit different where you could get access to it and just watch it. So you can just go to colinboyd.co forward slash workshop. The link's in the show notes. You can even click that and check that out. But it's just Colin colinboyd, c o l dot co forward slash workshop. And that's where we really talk about the mental shifts you've got to make in creating content, how to craft stories that sell, how the exact formula that I recommend to create presentations that sell lots and lots of goodies in this training. So definitely check that out as soon as you've listened to the podcast today. So put that as a little note to yourself to go and check that out as well. So guys, without any further ado, let's get into it. This conversation with the mind-blowing, the amazing, the incredible Lisi Kika. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This
1: is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and
0: scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boyd. Well, Lisi Kika, welcome to the Expert Edge.
1: Hello. I <laughs> Thank you. This is very exciting.
0: Yeah. Hey, I'm really excited to have this conversation uh, you truly are a market leader in terms of what you do in the fitness space and, uh, you, you know, like gym studio kind of growth space. You, you have built an incredible name for yourself. You and your husband are just an absolute dynamic duo. You've got young kids. You're doing it all. Um, so I'm excited to unpack your journey and share your wisdom with the Expert Edge community. So uh, first of all, could you explain what got you into the expert industry? Like what started you kind of teaching or coaching or like that sort of thing? What was the thing that made this transition into running your empire? And, but where, where, where did it start?
1: So it's totally accidental. I mean, I, I, I love everyone who's like, got this, Hey, I, I went here with very specific purposes, but, um, I had had several companies um, and wound up um, really falling into the boutique fitness space and opening studios, literally coast to coast, North to South in the, in the U S and we were doing things very, um, very differently. Uh, We were highly profitable. We were on track, uh, a trajectory where we knew we were going to get sold. And that started attracting a lot of people who just were calling us literally and saying, can I just swing by and see what you're doing? So between 2009 and 2015 we saw about 250 people that just came through our studios wasn't charging them wasn't doing anything i literally was just like hey we're an open book come on in we'll let you guys look at everything and and finally I had a manager who just said no i'm all done <laughs> she was like i i, I have a full time job this is it's it started yeah. it started getting more and more people and and uh, a gentleman called and he was very feisty and he's like what do you mean you're not Letting people into your studios anymore. I was like, "Hey, and man, you're lucky. I was doing it for the last like six years. Everyone else was lucky." And he's like, "Well, this should be a business." And I was like, "Why? Well, I already have a business. Thank you very much." But he literally was so persistent that finally I was like, I threw out a number and I'm like, "Fine, this is what it would be." And um, I wound up really enjoying working with him. We had a we had a great time. To be honest with you, I went much deeper with him than I'd ever gone with anyone before. And he said, "You know, this should be a digital product." And I'm embarrassed to say that I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, what, what do you mean, digital coaching? I mean, this is like 2015, you know, yeah. timeline. And, and, and he's like, he's like, yeah, like you should have courses, you should have this. And I was thinking, wow. And, and next thing I know, I'm I'm diving deep and I'm like, there's this whole world. And so we started it thinking it was going to be a fluke. And honestly, in 2016, we got unsolicited offers on every one of our locations. Um above where we had wanted our buyout to be. So it was, you know, pushing towards eight figures. And I thought we're going to sell. And then I had nothing else to do, but this, and and that's kind of how this happened, you know, in the most fortuitous of ways.
0: Wow. That's so cool. And so, so you had all these people, so you're basically doing pro bono coaching. I totally uh, but-
1: <laughs> was like, like Everybody don't do this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Learn yeah. from that. Well, well, I really like that from the sense of one of the things, one of my philosophies is that I feel like people want to get paid too quickly a lot of the time from the sense of, you know, like they haven't done the yards to get really good at what they do. And it, and it, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, you went from running a very successful business in your industry to then transitioning to teaching your industry. And I, I know for me, I kind of did that transition. I, 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 was selling to the general public for about nine years before I t- started teaching coaches how to do that. And so I, I think that that a lot of the time sometimes people people don't do the the yards and you've done the yards and it just shows up very quickly. I'm curious about who because one thing that I that when I first met you, I know we we're a part of a peer mastermind together, when I first met you, when I first saw you, I thought, wow, this woman thinks on a high level, like like you've got an incredible energy. Incredible, like thinking and mindset and vision. What? Where did you learn that from? Like, how? And how have you kind of un, uncovered that in your life?
1: Yeah. So, so I, I, I want to give um, give my parents their due. I'm I'm the child of two really phenomenal entrepreneurs. Um, mm. I literally grew up in my family's businesses. Um, I mean, there are pictures of me and my little like. Little army jeep, then driving around my grandfather's companies as like a three year old. Um, I was from a family that always involved me um, in their businesses, and uh, and I got to watch really really large companies be built at our kitchen table, which is uh, is a gift that I don't want to I don't want um, to understate. Um, in fact, you know, right now I have a five year old, a fifteen year old. My fifteen year old was just with me while I was in Europe, and he was at all of my events in Europe, literally working the stand taking part, engaging, uh, with intern on his badge, but, you know, was, I, I, I saw how important that was. So I, I have to say that's at like the very core is that I was given just some of the greatest experience in the world, you know, at, at the literal footsteps of, uh, at the feet of two of the best entrepreneurs, I know my parents, but, you know, secondarily, I, I, I went to college. I have literature and philosophy degrees. I've never taken business courses. I've never done any of those things, but I, I learned how to think and I learned how to write. And you know, that's what philosophy and, and literature degrees will give you. And once you start applying that across the board, it is remarkable how far that will take you. Um, and I was always listening. I mean, I, I'd love to say there was like, you know, one other thing, but you know, I, I laugh. My 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 parents' rule when I got a car when I was 15. Um, was that, Hey, if my dad was out of town, I would take any of his colleagues and his clients to dinner. And so I was taking like, you know, the president of shell oil to dinner. And, you know, as a 15 year old, I, I never thought anything of it. But one thing that that allowed me to do was it gave me a comfort of being in proximity with people who were doing astounding things and to not be afraid to just have a conversation and say, what are you doing differently? Mm -hmm. Um, we were never afraid to talk the numbers. I was never afraid to like, you know, ask and dig in and get curious, you know, business was a, was a natural part of, of my life. Um, all the fun stuff was too. I mean, I'm a girl from new Orleans. Like my parents also were like, how do you work as little as possible? So I appreciate that. It wasn't like all crazy nutty on where this was, but, um, but that was really where I think it, it started where it came from and it's just evolved, but I love it. I look at it like, it's like puzzle pieces. This is the ultimate creative space. You know, if you're an artist, if you have that creative mindset, being in business, being an entrepreneur for yourself, I don't know if it gets much better than that.
0: Yeah, it's so true. I'm curious when, uh, cause you obviously run a, a, a expert business now. That's like your main, your main thing around StudioGrow.com.co. grow.com.co, sorry.co, uh, <laughs> You, um, tell me about your philosophy of how you differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Cause cause you are in a saturated marketplace. Like it's a very competitive marketplace, but you've been able to differentiate yourself and grow incredibly successful, profitable business. How do you think about differentiation and messaging that sort of stuff?
1: Well, the first thing I realized, and, and I, I think you always got to look at what's your end goal. Um, for me, the end goal in every business I've started is a really successful exit. I've had six of them at this point, um, and I'm heading towards my seventh. And so, you know Wait,
0: order- wait, what? Yeah. Six exits and you're heading towards holy moly, good. I didn't realize that. That's yeah. incredible. Right. So it's, it's not exact- your first rodeo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I had my first exit at like 22. So it was kind of one of those.
0: Where <laughs> As you do. Little, right. Little, so little, t- tell little. me more, tell me more. So you've you got okay. this end goal in mind, right?
1: So, yeah. So my end goal on this was really simple. I, I knew I wanted to sell this company and, and, you know, here's the, here's the issue in the expert space. So many people are building personal brands. I love it. Look, when I started this, when I was like, Hey, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. I use liseykeeker.com because Quite frankly, Lisa Kieker, my given name was taken. So I was like, I'll just use my nickname. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And um, when I realized that the business had legs, like really quickly, I was like, this can't be a personal brand. That This has to be a much, a much more overarching company. And, and what I saw is in my space, that's what everyone was building, was personal brands, personal brands. Um, so we switched in 2017. We did a mass rebrand to Studio Grow um, and really shifted the focus actually off of me and onto mm-hmm. our entire team of coaches. You know, we just hired our 17th coach. Um, uh, we tend to have a coaching staff that, that they're employees. They are, you know, with us long-term. Um, this is their their full-time gig. And, you know, that was the, the first and I think one of the most important things we did to differentiate ourselves in the marketplace is it wasn't just me. You know mm-hmm. I took the story off of that and my story comes through all the time I tell yes. it it's not like I'm it's not like I'm pretending it's not there it's, it's at a very much at the root of like how Studio grow was founded why we're here why we do what we do my story lives there but now we're telling a much bigger story it's a, it's a tapestry of a you know a number of different people and all of these wonderful quite frankly experts who work alongside of me. Um, so that's that's, I think the very the very first and the and the most important thing that that's allowed us to to grow and move and um and quite frankly, expand. And, you know, secondarily, um, I didn't want to just pigeonhole us into coaching. You know, we talk about like the exit strategy and this, to me, again, some of the most important things is I didn't just want to be selling information products. I didn't just want to be selling coaching. I didn't just want to be doing that. I recognize that, uh, who I had in mind as my end buyer was going to be looking for more than that. So while we have the coaching side of our business, we actually launched a, a coalition uh, at the start of the pandemic. We're really, really actually establishing that now. That's doing mass advocacy work. So we've been in, you know, Washington D.C. meeting with congressmen, uh, senators to pass some of our initiatives and had them, you know, attached to some major bills. We are, uh, going to be launching fitness weeks, which is going to be international where we're going to be taking uh, much like you do restaurant week. Uh, I partnered with a woman who actually developed Broadway week in New York. And so we're launching fitness weeks. We did our test run in New York last year, had you know, 700 studios participate and, um, like sixty thousand people come through, and so you know we're we're looking at this from a twofold focus that you know we're 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 experts, we're coaches. We have this wonderful coaching side of our business, but as our business has continued to evolve, you know it's not the only thing that we're doing. It's not the only place. And by the way, our coaching isn't just like. Um, we're not just taking individual clients. So we're not just saying like, hey, you're a studio owner, we're working with you. At this point, we're now signing preferred vendor deals with major franchises so that you know we're then taking a lot of the marketing off of us and instead saying, hey, you are the preferred vendor for this franchise and all of their franchisees, we would recommend work with you. So we made sure as we were dialing up that coaching that we have multiple uh, marketing avenues, not just from the idea that we're for the same product, but- Taking the same product and tweaking it so that it could be personalized to a franchise, and we could expand, I think, exponentially at this point. Mm,
0: yeah, uh, you obviously are thinking like at a at a very high level in terms of like the expert industry. I don't meet many people who think at that level in terms of growing it as a true business to sell and all that sort of stuff. And so, I, I'm I'm curious about. In, in in terms of your product offerings right now, what is that like, what does that flow look like? If someone was to kind of enter your world, they're a boutique studio owner, what does that product journey look like?
1: Yeah, so we have a really simple product stack. We we don't we don't try to be um we've we've really actually very purposefully carved it down to our best performing product and best performing not only for us, but for our 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 Clients, So, you know, most people find us um, either via our podcast or via um, uh, or via, you know, one of our ads, loads of people we've downloads and video ads running all the time. So that's how most people come into our orbit and a lot of referrals. We have a really robust yeah. referral program at this point. And then most people will come and join one of our three-day trainings. And, you know, what I always explain to people is these are not normal three-day trainings. I've had people send me them. I've had them sit through. Um, This is something that when you're done with one of these, most people are like sitting back in their chair and they're like, I can't believe it. And, And I've had everyone from, you know. Senior executives at Apple Health on down to, hey, I'm just starting my first studio. I've never done anything like this before. And and at the end of it, we have a very simple, you know, hey, we're going to be opening the doors to our mastermind. We'll open them four times this year. Um, and we do limit the number of people we take in. We are picky on where this is. You can book a call and uh we'll take you through an application process. And uh, and from there, um, we make the call. Are we the best fit? Is someone else the best fit? Our attitude with our Honestly, our entire team is that if we're not the best fit, we're not going to take you, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't need to, but Mm -hmm. honestly, even when I was just starting out, I felt this exact same way. Like Mm -hmm. I was only going to take you if I knew I could really help you. And if not, I'm going to refer you to somebody else. And we do refer out probably, you know, 20% of people that come through that application funnel. We refer them to other people because we are, there are better fits out there. Um, and at that point they landed to our mastermind, um, as of today, it's it's a twelve thousand dollars product, but it's heading upwards. That's an annual uh, mastermind with with coaching. Um, we are probably on the lower end of of uh, of where most people think they want to be, but we work with small business owners in brick and mortar, and um, I think we'll probably cap out at around eighteen thousand uh, for this. Uh, we have the ability to scale to about a thousand individual members inside of that mastermind and another 2000 inside of um, our preferred vendorships. And so kind of where we're, where we're pushing.
0: So I do in terms, so you've got the mastermind is your, like your main offering. And do you have another level on top of that? Or it's, that's the main the main, you just all, no, it's, it's, it's
1: interesting, you know,
0: it's, this is it's, cool. It's, this is great. This is what I want to so, But what I love is what the listeners that they're, they, are you know, usually people have like all these, like five levels or seven levels, but it's like, you run a multi seven figure business and it's got one product. So yeah, keep going.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I think some of the best businesses are deceptively mm. simple. You know, we think they have to be so complex and um, we technically have a lower level. We sell it, yeah, two percent of the time. We technically have a higher level. We've been at capacity at that for three years. So, you know, is it does it get sold? Really, rarely? Do we occasionally take a one-off client? I'll tell you the one thing we're considering doing, um that is mm. just because we get approached by a lot of big brands who are like, hey, I want to, I want to launch my franchise into the U.S. I want to do this. I want to do that. We consult on those on a one-off basis now, and those are you know two hundred and fifty to four, two hundred fifty to four hundred thousand dollars contracts. And but I don't want a business that relies on that, Mm. you know. And I think so. Oftentimes people go one way or the other. I like, I like the fact that we've got a product that works super well. Mm. I don't have to think about it. Quite frankly. I can, I just got back from a, you know, month plus long vacation. I can go away for a month and my, my company is just continuing to grow without anyone thinking they're wanting to like, they're drowning or anything else. And my clients get all the results they need. So yeah, I I mean, we, we've gone with, with very simple and it has allowed us quite frankly, like to expand onto other areas and other fun things that we can dive into.
0: Yeah, that's great. Uh, In terms of launching your programs you you started to allude to it before around a three-day training and obviously like all the listeners here are familiar with different launch strategies and stuff like that you are obviously you know you're launching it's like a higher ticket program um into the mastermind tell me about your your launch mechanism at the moment you, you said you kind of run it four times a year is that right or something like that and then and then you just break that down a little bit more in terms of like how you, what you found to work to launch into like a, you know, 10K plus program.
1: So um, I'll say that I'm in a really niche market. You know, there are, there are people who are like, oh my God, there's, I, I've got tens of millions of potential clients. I don't, you know, I, I've got a, a couple hundred thousand potential clients all over the world. And, um, so we have found, uh, that, you know, as we launch from a technical launch strategy, what works the best is truly, we call them intensives. It's a three-day intensive. Each of the days is either two or three hours long, depending on the season of the year. Um, it is very dialed in. Um, there is a ton of teaching, um, while we are launching this and we do, we do, if you think about a three-hour structure on this one. Uh, The the first 30 minutes are very much where's the industry at is kind of state of where this is, who are we just positioning ourselves on where this is. Midway through, we take 15 minutes to invite people to join us for a call. At the end, we do the same 15 minutes to invite people to join us for the call. You know That structure has worked exceptionally well. We've tested five-day, we've tested one-off, we've tested all of them. Sometimes I will add, if I see that we're just killing it on ads or do this. We'll add some one-off trainings that are three hours long the week after our launch. And we'll, you know, treat those as just ways to draw some extra people in. So we've done that as like, Hey, if ad spends going this well, why would you not take advantage of it? I think, you know, so oftentimes people get stuck into like, this is all the launches and this is where it has to be. I don't think it has to be. I mean, yeah. this is a, you are teaching, you know, it, say this is, education as sales. Um, and when you can stand up and, and you can persuasively teach and, and, you know, show your expertise on where that is, that sells better than anything else you're going to do now is a sales call important. Absolutely. I, I think at a, I think probably once you hit, you know, over $2,500, I think you should be very sales, uh, I think you should have a sales team. That is a piece of it. We have uh, four full-time sales team members with us um, that also do coaching. Um, but that is, that is a major part of their role. And um, yeah, yeah. That's mm. kind of what it looks like.
0: So okay. can I ask a few questions on this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So good. I'm sure the listeners are like, oh, like, tell me more. Um, okay. So So you, and and I've, we've had a conversation outside of this in in the peer mastermind. I know you kind of broke this down a little bit, but in terms of the structure, so you've got these, they're like three hour trainings and it's three of them. And you're, let's say you're running them what, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, straight after each other.
1: I I run uh, a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at noon, a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at six. Um, Mm -hmm. In all frankness, we do record them and run the evening ones like live. Right. Um, just strictly for my voice. Um, some days if I'm feeling great, I just will go and lead those trainings as well live, but we always have them prepped yeah. that if I'm like, hey, I'm gonna be burnt at the end of it, it mm-hmm. just sort of depends on the week, right? Yeah, totally. Um,
0: and and I hear your so from video one, you're booking calls in for people. We're
1: booking calls in, but we don't allow the calls to be booked until after the final session.
0: So it ah, okay. makes sense.
1: So, like, we start booking calls immediately, and we've spent a lot of time testing. Like, when do we book calls? When do we have calls? What is that sweet spot that makes our it makes it for an easy conversion, a ready conversion? What we realized is when someone was having a call while we were in the middle of the training, it just never worked quite as well. So, our calendar opens literally like 15 minutes after the last session ends. And but we're booking sessions in the whole time. We technically open the calendar five days out. I'm not going to lie. That first, the first like two days when we're we're live on calls and we're booking. I think we open it up to like eight days out because we fill pretty fast. Um, and you know our goal is to do you know in the neighborhood to actually have in the neighborhood of about 125 to 150 sales calls.
0: Mm. And so-, so and and the, the when you're doing the training, let's say you're doing a three hour training what are you saying this call is? Like, what are you going, okay, like, why are they booking that in?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it's interesting. The one that we're getting ready to have is uh, a studio marketing marathon. Um, we're literally going to be taking them through uh, 21 key strategies marketing wise. We spend a lot of money testing marketing. You know, I, I think it, you, you said this earlier, like how many people are actually putting in the miles? How many people are actually doing this? For us, you know, one of the crucial things is, is that, you know, we invest a couple hundred thousand dollars a year on testing. So I can go in and tell you, this is exactly what is working. And I'm putting my own money where my mouth is, you know, like, this is what we're doing. We're testing this across everyone. So, you know, when I'm going in and showing them this, we're going to get in like nitty gritty. Like we're going to dive in, we're going to be building out 12 month calendars. We're going to be looking at very specific promotions that are working. We're going to be, you know, discussing like the flow on how we're running Facebook ads and, 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 or Instagram ads and, and what this is looking like, you know, how are you going to build a WhatsApp campaign? What happens on, you know, messenger based ads? Like we dial into all that stuff. And, and, you know, I had somebody once be like, oh my God, you're teaching too much. And, you know, the fact of the matter is there's a very big difference between teaching strategy and actually teaching someone how to do every single piece of that. Mm -hmm. That's what our coaches do, you know, and to be frank, they're worth every penny of it you know, so that if you want to have somebody sitting with you, that's been a digital media buyer for 15 years, and they're going to take you through your Google ads and coach you through every single part of it. Not only are that, is that going to be 10 times cheaper than working with an agency, you're going to get better results on where that is.
0: Mm. And so so um, in terms of, so when when you say the, the book a call thing, the book a call system, are you just saying, hey, do you want to book a 15 minute call for you, if you feel like you would love to have a conversation about what working with us so, looks like, what what it, I'm curious about what the, the positioning which. of it is. Yeah,
1: it's an application. You know, yeah. it really is. If you are interested in applying to our mastermind, uh, we are opening the doors for the next eight mm-hmm. days to applications. Now, this is a risk free process uh, anyone we'd recommend anyone apply who is ready for this. This is an expensive, you know, an expensive mm-hmm. offer. Like we let them know it's not cheap. It's not one of these things, but it gets great results. Um, and you know, you're going to submit an application first. And so they do answer like eight questions, including, yeah. you know, are you comfortable with this being an investment? <laughs> like, like they got to ask that on where this is. Mm-hmm. This is not like they're, they're going to pop in and, and they're going to be shocked by the dollar figure. Um, and then we literally at the end of this, you know, just hop on that call and, and the application, I, I, it's so crucial that somebody, the application itself is a critical piece of this. And having someone have to share or um, you know, formulate why they should be a part of this mastermind before you ever take a call, that's a critical psychological mm-hmm. piece within Huge. the process on that. It's, it's gigantic. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just a "hey, book a call," which I think is is a danger zone um, for a lot of people. It's really, "Hey, if you think this is right with you, you know, we'll, we'll walk you through it. We'll tell you if we're a good fit or not, and we really do." Um, and um, and then it's it's off to for those who are, we'll invite you to join, and we do pretty well with that.
0: No, that's great. Yeah, I definitely think from an energetic perspective it. It shifts the energy from you trying to get them to buy a program to them actually going, "Hey, can I? Can I? Am I good enough to join your program?" (laughs) Or like it, it really.
1: Oh yeah, it it puts it puts it on them because you know, frankly, when you join a mastermind, and I think here's the one thing that we oftentimes forget: Hmm. that person is in charge of doing the work. Hmm. You know, and and if they don't go into it with that mindset. Hmm you know, I think you're going to see a poor success rate in your programs as well. And that's the one thing I learned over the way is where did people struggle? They never struggled with what we were giving them. They struggled because they were like, well, I just didn't implement. And I'm like, well, that's not going to work. So this is kind of the first step of, are you actually going to implement? Like, are you actually going to do this? And are you going to hold that
0: responsibility? Mm, so true. In terms of you as as a leader, um, when you come up to situations challenges that feel big i know that you talked about you acclimatized pretty young at a fairly high level which which gave you you know a lot of opportunity in that but but i'm sure there's still you know there's always going to be stuff that that comes over your desk and you're like holy moly like this this is really big how do you step into that next level? How do you manage yourself? What is, do you have any mantras that you tell yourself, like reframes? Like, I'm really, I'm really curious about how you up level.
1: God, I wish I had like, I, I wish I had mantras. I wish I had all of those things. <laughs> I have none of those things. Um, um, I, so I've always journaled. Um, yeah. You know, that's a classic. Um, and um, I, and I, I, one thing I know about me is I'm a, I'm a verbal processor. You know, some people are internal processors, some people are verbal processors. And, um, you know, to be frank, I, I have a handful of people that, that I really, when those things come, um, I honestly call both my parents. Um, I have a good talk with my husband and I have probably two people in my life that I call and I'm just like, I just want to walk through this. And, um, I am not someone who just leaps. Uh, I love the people who are like, I'm just going to leap. I'm just going to leap, um what you'll learn about me is that I will, I will take my time. I will do my due diligence when I'm ready to go though. Like it's, I'm ready. Like Mm that's, that's fine. But we're not going to just make a gigantic leap on where Mm -hmm. this is. And so, um, you know, that's where I really take the time and I'll literally tell people to start those conversations. I just need you to listen and ask me, ask me some questions as this is going on. And it's amazing. Yeah, that's how I wind up. I think getting ninety percent of 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 my answers is on those conversations back and forth, just talking through that. And for some of those people, they're brilliant business leaders in their own right. But you know, case in point, we're we're sitting in an, an amazing mastermind. You know, some of the best things is is you know, I, I joke that I'm like, I think I just verbally like vomited, you know, all these things up. And I'm like, here you go. What do you guys think? And and sometimes that's just what you have to do. Um, it's the same thing as. I, because I do like to write and I like to journal. Mm -hmm. I also will do that on uh, like on a Google doc. I've done that for years. Uh, I'll throw it in there. And I'm like, I'll put every single thing in my brain that I'm thinking. And it's amazing how much you can then rearrange and say, none of this stuff matters. These are my big questions and where I want to go from here. Um, But I, one other thing that I will say on this, I think we oftentimes get stuck in what our industry says this is the model. And I, I love models, but I also hate them because quite frankly, there's a myriad of models. Like it doesn't ever stop. And and I think that's always been so exciting to me to look at that for me and to think, um, the model gets to evolve and the model gets to change. The model gets to shift. And that would be the, the one thing that I would say is, is the best lesson I have. And every so often, Every so often I have to get pushed and knocked to be reminded that I'm I'm stuck. Um, But it's, you know, hey, don't consider like, because everyone else is doing it, that this is the only way, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so much more that's out there and it's so much more that you can get creative with on there.
0: Yeah. Like allowing it to evolve. It's so true. I feel like as you evolve as a person as well, like your business evolves and changes, like it looks, I know for me, my business looks so different than it did five years ago.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I can look at key periods in my life. Like I, I was at a stage where I was buying, like failing, I was buying failing businesses. And, um, when my son, when he was going into kindergarten, I had like this, you know, summer, I was like, my grandmother was dying. Remy was going to kindergarten. I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And I remember looking and being like, the model changes. Like I'm in a different place. Like I, and I, all these things that I had thought like, Hey, here's where it goes. Yeah. We sometimes don't give up us, like we don't give us our due to say, Hey, this is, this is the stage of life that you're in where you got to give yourself, you know, you can push hard in this stage or you need to pull way back in this stage. You know, we can turn it into being all about the business and and that's Mm -hmm. not really what it's all about ever. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think this business got us has to support the life you're looking for. Uh, That's, I mean, best lesson by the way, from, from my mother that I ever got Mm -hmm. is that you know, no business is worth sacrificing, you know, the life that you were meant to live. Mm.
0: That brings me on to a question around, I wanted to ask you in terms of this year or the last, you know, season of your life, what's been either something you've been most excited about in terms of it could be your business or your life. Um, and what's what's been a, a lesson that you've been kind of like really learning yourself uh, over the last season of your life?
1: So on the lesson... Um, Covid taught us a lot of things, you know. <laughs> I, I love, I love everyone in the info space we're like, "My business skyrocketed during Covid." Well, my industry shut down.
0: Yes, <laughs> it did, <laughs> didn't it?
1: <laughs> All I could picture was like, "You've got to be kidding!" Like we've been yeah. growing fifty to one hundred percent per year for like every year. Had the biggest quarter ever at the start yeah. of twenty twenty, and literally the entire industry shuts down. And wow. I was like, "Good news is." Sometimes it's your ability to say, Hey, I'm going to totally reframe where this is. You know, the model that we have today, it's a much healthier model because we had a year to say, What are we going to do? And literally, honestly, at the end of 2020, we stopped everything. We stopped selling. We didn't sell anything for five months. We literally, I was like, I have plenty of money in the bank. I'm going to, by the way, that's very important, key thing financial fluency in this that we don't talk about enough. But We had, you know, six months of operating expenses that I was like, I'm going to burn through this and I'm going to give us the time in the season to develop the next place of where we're going to go. Best thing that we ever did. Um, So that was like the greatest, like, hey, lesson is is just sometimes you're going to have to rewrite your business story. It's not going to be based on you. It can be at your most successful moments. I've watched it happen to so many people because of things that are just so wildly out of their control. COVID being, you know, obviously one of the most obvious of them, but in a million different ways. Um, what I'm excited about right now in my business, you know, we work in 42 countries. I, I'm like a total gypsy. I love to travel. I, I don't even want to tell you when I started getting calls from like global services and things like that from United, I was like, oh, geez, maybe I shouldn't travel this much. <laughs> that's, like, that's too much awareness. where this is. But, but one of the things that gets me like really excited is the fact that our brand really has a mass global outreach right now. Um, and that we we were an under the radar brand in our industry. In fact, you know, I'm in specifically boutique fitness, there's going to be loads of people that are like, Oh my God, I know big names in, in the gym space or this, that, or the other thing, just because they're big figures. You know, we kind of took this low level approach and all of our work though, really has now led us to the fact that, that, that Studio Grow is considered a thought leader. I'm speaking on stages, not just me, but my team is all over the world. And, um, and we get a chance to really impact our industry um, and lead our industry, you know, and say, these are the best practices. This is what we want to be doing. You know, we're not just a coaching company. You know, we really are pushing a multi-billion dollar industry forward and we're recognized in doing that. And and I think that's a very different shift and mindset that gets me excited, which is how like, things like fitness weeks or, and, and sitting on Capitol Hill, you know, my God, I was in England about a week and a half ago at parliament, you know, doing work there. That lets me know that we're like, we're going to quite frankly, change the world. You know, that's what we're trying to do or change it for the world, for the studio owners that we're working with. And, um, and that goes, that's that next level beyond Mm -hmm. that. Um, that just thrills me.
0: I'm curious, like, I feel like you must have learned this at a young age and you kind of alluded to it but when if if people feel like they don't have permission to let themselves to go to that next level or you know to even be in those rooms how do you allow yourself or how do you kind of, well, what would you say to someone if they're like struggling with this idea of like, you know, Lisa, I would love to be able to be in more influential rooms and so forth. And I've been doing the work, but I still just feel really stuck. Like what would you encourage them with? How do you do it?
1: Well, I want to say it's terrifying.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> I, don't, I, don't want, I, don't,
1: I don't want to like, I don't want to mince words. I mean, the first time I ever presented to somebody like really big, we were, I was 20, 20 or 21. Okay. I, I might have just turned 21. And I was presenting in front of Mitt Romney, who was the then lieutenant governor of the state of Massachusetts. And I looked around and and I, I was literally a child, you know, in a room full of, you know, very significant adults. And and it was a moment where I remember going into that room and thinking, you know, I get to be whoever I, am. you know, the fact of the matter is everybody in that room, um, everybody in that room, you know, has been in your shoes and they've been the person that was sitting there wondering, like, do I actually belong? And, and at some point I, I realized and it occurred to me that so I feel this way really strongly, um, the right people in the right rooms, they want to hear from everyone they know they don't have all the answers. They're looking for, for other people's opinions. They're looking for your voice. They're, they're holding on and they're, they're hunting for it. I do. I mean, I talk to everybody and I can't wait to hear from every one of every person on there because you are going to bring something that no one else there will bring. Hmm. And and I I think it's in remembering and recognizing that. And it was the first time somebody said it to me, actually, it was a, a few years ago. And he said, you do understand everyone wants to talk to you. And I went, no, 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 no. And he said, No, actually they do. You know, you're, you're putting, you're putting that message on yourself on that one. And and I think you just got to give yourself credit that like, Hey, you are going to bring something to the table and you might bring a minute's worth the first meeting, but like, as you grow on and on and on that seat's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, but it's pulling up the chair the first time. That's the the terrifying part, right?
0: <laughs> it is terrifying, uh, but it's, it's so good. I love that. Uh, for those people who are listening and would love to connect with you and just kind of watch you follow you uh, experience kind of what you offer and learn from you. What, what are the best places for them to connect with you on?
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm I guess I'll be old school. You can find me on LinkedIn at Lisa Keeker. Um, and uh and that is probably where I I hang out the most these days. But also you can reach us on Instagram at Studio Grow Co. Um, and of course at our website, www.studiogrow.co.
0: Beautiful. Now one last question as we close out, Lisa Uh imagine it is the end of your life and people are standing around talking about you it's your friends it's your family it's your kids what would be your hope that they would whisper about you
1: oh i think that my hope would be there is is that we would have had a boatload of memories that i'd actually been present for Mm. you know i i think uh i think it's in the small things um i got to watch it i lost my grandparents a few years ago and um And what I am the most grateful for of them is in the little tiny moments, you know, sitting on their back porch and fishing with them and going on road trips and, and all of those things. And it was how present they were because those experiences can't be shifted or changed. And so, um, if anything, uh, that's it, but I also hope they think I was a little feisty, uh, a little spunky. Uh, you know, when I wrote my grandmother's obituary, I had a moment of just like, she lived well and, um, and, and she was true to who she was. And I, and I realized, you know, that's, that's one gift at the end of our life that I think every one of us want to know that going out, that's what we're, we're going with.
0: Mm, It's a great reminder. Love it, Lacey. Thanks for coming on the expert edge. It's been a pleasure having you here. It was a joy. Why is it so hard to know what
1: content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.